Welcome to BCD Presents No Small Parts. This is a monthly audio drama exploring the lives of minor film characters, written by Miles Murphy and produced by the Black Case Diaries podcast. They say that when you die, your life flashes before your eyes. This wasn't the case for Joffrey. In the few seconds before he lost consciousness, he thought about the future. He wondered what they would tell his mother, a sweet woman who never stopped worrying about her baby boy, her youngest child. What would his father say? Would he shake his head at the stupid antics of his son? Oh, Joffrey, what did you get yourself into? Joffrey could hear the screams of his co-workers scrambling to save him from this terrible accident. He tried to distract himself from the pain and wondered what his parents and siblings might say about him in his obituary. As a bit of a drifter, Joffrey was the kind of person that never felt comfortable in one place for too long. He had worked odd jobs for most of his life, and he could never afford to go to college. Joffrey loved animals, and he often wished that he could have been a veterinarian. A few years before his death, he finally landed a job at the city zoo as a maintenance worker. Joffrey enjoyed that job more than any he had ever had. He was a good worker that was kind to the animals and always followed protocols. So when a co-worker told him about the opportunity to work in an exotic zoo somewhere off the Pacific coast, Joffrey applied. It seemed too good to be true. This zoo was privately owned, so the pay was better than the minimum wage Joffrey had been living on. It was located in a place that Joffrey would likely never have been able to visit, with gorgeous waterfalls and tropical landscapes. And with this new job, Joffrey had a free ticket to paradise. Joffrey expected the usual kind of work, repairing cages, keeping areas clean, and monitoring gates and locks as animals were transported and fed. It wasn't until Joffrey saw the animals that he truly understood the importance of his job. These animals were the rarest Joffrey had ever seen. For the first time, this seemingly ordinary man would be part of something spectacular. It was against the rules, but Joffrey wanted to tell his mom, Karen. Although she normally wouldn't accept such a long-distance call, Garen knew that Joffrey had recently left the country. Later on, she was glad she had answered, as this would be the last time she would talk to her son. She asked the usual questions. Are you eating enough? Do you have a place to stay? Are you safe? Joffrey answered her questions, but Karen noticed a heightened sense of excitement in her son's voice. A kind of electricity lingered in his words as he tried to speak over the crackle of the telephone. I can't wait for you to see what I've been doing, Mom. 
I can't tell you now, but soon, everyone will know. His words were cryptic, and Karen didn't like it. She begged for more information, but Joffrey didn't give anything away. There was a power surge, abruptly ending the call. Karen stayed on the phone after the line went dead, and even though he couldn't hear her, she told her son she loved him. Joffrey had never really thought about his own death before, and yet here he was at the end of his life, feeling eerily calm. He couldn't remember what he was thinking moments before the attack. This was an attack, wasn't it? Joffrey knew he was being ripped apart and cast aside to a place from which he would never return. Was it avoidable? Was this his fault? Maybe he'd become distracted, careless. It didn't matter now. The next few minutes were filled with screams and flashes of light. Red and white lights streaked before Joffrey's closed eyes as he slipped away to a place far away from the pain. As his earthly thoughts drifted away, Joffrey caught one that gave him the strength to stay grounded. Mom. He wanted her to know what happened to him, although she may never truly understand. He thought about her pain and how it might be magnified by her confusion. After all, what were his bosses going to say? Would they tell her the truth? Joffrey opened his eyes to see a doctor and her nurse standing above him. He couldn't make out what they were saying as they hurriedly reached for tools. He tried to look around the room when he realized that he would never see his mother again. He was in a local clinic in a country far away from the New York suburb where he grew up. Using all his strength, Joffrey tried to give the doctors a message. He opened his mouth and forced a whisper, trying to get someone's attention. As luck would have it, the nurse happened to notice. He leaned in close and held Joffrey's hand, knowing very well that these would be his final words. Although he didn't really understand Joffrey's weak and cryptic speech, the message was clear. This shouldn't have happened. When Joffrey closed his eyes for the final time, he found peace, knowing that his mother might have closure. And despite the efforts of Joffrey's employer, the nurse made certain that this final message reached home. A message that cast doubt on the claim that Joffrey had died in a common maintenance accident, as his bosses would testify. As news of the accident traveled up the chain of command, the executives in charge of the private project weren't concerned that a seemingly expendable employee's death would affect their work. But there was something that Joffrey's employer didn't count on. Joffrey had a family. Joffrey's mother Karen demanded to see her son's body. When it had finally arrived, her son was barely recognizable. 
Karen had never seen anything like Joffrey's wounds, with missing limbs and large gashes on his lower body. It was nothing short of a horror movie. Karen knew something horrible happened to her son, and she would be damned if it happened to anyone else. No explanation could satisfy Karen's anger. No amount of money could ease the pain of burying her own child. Karen wanted to fight, not just for Joffrey, but for every other employee of that so-called park that he worked at. So Karen Brown found a lawyer willing to take down the mysterious biology company that was running the strange new zoo. After an expensive, intense few weeks of witnesses, doctors, and experts, the court decided in her favor. InGen, the company that Joffrey worked for, paid the Browns a healthy sum of money. But more than that, the judge made an order that the company could not start whatever zoo, park, or resort they were working on until they could be certain that more human lives would not be lost. To do this, they would require experts in this particular field of research to sign off on their work. InGen followed this order. The CEO, John Hammond, contacted the best and brightest in the business. He flew them out to the park so they could see the project for themselves. Of course, he did not get the approval he was looking for. The park would never open, granting a grieving mother's wish. There's no telling how many lives were spared because one worker, Joffrey Brown, was killed before Jurassic Park even opened. So as you can see, in the film Jurassic Park, there are no small parts. <laughs>